It's Encounter with God time. It is Bible study time. It is 20 million movement people time. 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. And this morning we're going to be studying John chapter 14, which is one of my favorite passages of the Bible. But before we do that, we have text messages. And before we do that, we have a question for our quiz. Which book of the Bible immediately follows Hebrews? Okay. 0491-064-669. So there's a book in the Bible called Hebrews. Which one comes after it? You know, it's not it's not about like following. Immediately comes after it. Yeah. Because there's a number of ones that come after it. That's right. Hey, there's you're one giving that it, away. You're giving it away. Immediately comes after it. Yeah, that's right. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbooks, volumes three and four. I just ate breakfast. It was very Revive Cafe. I, I made vegan fried rice and it was just amazing. It was so I, I had vegan wheat picks. <laughs> Incredible, Lyle. <laughs> yeah. But 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. That will put you into the draw to win Revive Cafe Cookbook 3 and 4. And again, that question was, which book of the Bible immediately follows Hebrews? Okay. All right. You know the answer. You know the number. 0491-064-669. And of course, you can use that number to be in contact with us. A number of you have been already. We love to hear from you guys. Always interesting to hear what mm. you have to say. And uh, uh, as as a result of that, we, yeah, we got some text messages. We got some we got some long ones here. Oh, yeah, people, people people write next exposés. Yes, even comments on yesterday's show, which is oh did wow. I get that one. I don't know. There was a comment on yesterday. There was a comment that came through on yesterday's show. Let me get that one forwarded through here to the screen in front of me mm. uh, because it it, uh, it it's it's interesting. Okay, mm. so where, where where should we start? Let's start with this one with tin- t- tinnitus. Mm-hmm. Just ringing in the ears. Mm-hmm. The mind is obviously a powerful thing. What else can it do that we don't know? Imagine what Adam could do with his brain. Mm. Yeah, big brain right there. <laughs> Probably ten times the size of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the statue taken down, you can't change history by destroying it. We should learn from it. That's mm. that's that's exactly my whole point right there. And I think that we do need to go through and rebrand so many of our statues. We need to be honest about the history rather than just having propaganda when it comes to statues. Yeah. Which they should be about history, not propaganda. Because when we destroy statues, we create Alexander the Greats. And what I mean by this... What is it with Lawson in these <laughs> profundities the last few days? <laughs> and what this I, is so true. What I mean by this is, of it, like, as we were saying, it was like, why was it that this person stole a skull from the morgue to study? Because they were informed by their beliefs on evolution to be racist. Yes. That, that's, that's 100% the reason why. That's right. So we're going to chuck out the statue so that we can make something greater out of evolution than it actually is. We can we can keep the reputation of evolution squeaky clean, uh huh. Um, so then we can use it as a model going forward because that's what we want to ideologically subscribe to, and it's the same thing that was done with Alexander the Great. You know, for the longest time, Lala's you've said this many times. He was Alexander. Pretty much, he was Alexander the Terrible. Alexander the Monster. He burned things down and destroyed nations and was a terrible, awful person. The ancient I, world considered considered him to be the ancient Adolf Hitler. That's right. Until the Romans were like, wow, this guy had a fantastic model of expansion and we're going to use the same, we're going to idolise this person and rewrite the history on him. 
That's right. And, and they called him Alexander the Great. That's right. It was because they wanted to do great things like he did. I.e. become serial arsonist right around the world. That's right. So essentially, yeah, when we chuck out the statues, we're making Alexander the Great. So we're doing the exact same thing that has been done to basically subscribe to ideologies that further self. Yes. Rather than, you know, being honest about the history and changing. Because, because the reality is this, that Alexander the Great came to be called Alexander the Great 300 years after he died. That's right. We're only what? 70 years post post Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Give it another 230 years and you're going to have Adolf the Great. And that's because like you could have Adolf the Great. You could have yeah, you know, not everyone ends up with that fate, but it's like the interesting thing with like Adolf Hitler just like Alexander the Great. It's like, okay, what did, you know, what was terrible things he did? Okay, he treated the Jews really terribly. Da, 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 da. But it's like, okay, he was like pro-nationalism, you know. Yes. He was patriotic. Patriotism is seen by a lot of people as a noble trait. That's right. And in 300 years, when everyone forgets that he killed all the Jews and started a world war and was a psychopath and the Nazis were terrible, they can just say, oh, hey, nationalism's good, just like Adolf the Great. And so, yeah, by chucking out the statues, we're doing the same thing. Yes. All right. Speaking in tongues, throughout ancient history, many religions have spoken in tongues. God gave languages at the destruction of the Tower of Babel. Satan gave them glossolalia. Mm. Very, very valid point right there. Uh, The languages were given, the different languages we have that were given by God. Yeah, wow. Interesting that uh, LED light of the clock next to our beds is not the best for sleeping. I'll be turning the clock face away from me from now on. My my recommendation on that is actually turn it face down. Uh Uh-huh. Just, just you go to bed. You just turn it face down. All right, all right. This is this is the thing though. So actually, outside of my door, like I'm I'm upstairs by myself, and I don't have any doors up there. It's just like, and so outside of where a doorway is into my bedroom is my desk, and around my desk I've got like a bunch of LED lights and things. Yep. But this is the thing. I just fall asleep. I just close my eyes. In fact, I think it's one of my special abilities in life to be able it's to sleep and anywhere at any time. And so I'm a little bit like, well, can I just close my eyes and go to bed? Will it still? You can, me? but here's the point, and this is what mm. this is what uh, Renee was raising. You will sleep. Mm. You just won't get the quality, and you don't, won't know that you're not getting the quality mm-hmm. because you're asleep. Mm-hmm. But you're not getting the quality. Mm. So Blue Tech is your friend. Blue, blue tack. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Just to go around all those, all those little, all those little LED lights. Just blue tack. Because I have problem a solved. big LED strip that runs around right around the bottom of my desk. It's like this white coloured light that makes it look really pretty. But mm. now I'm like, oh, I guess I should shut it off. Yeah, before I go to bed. you should. Okay, you should indeed. All right. Uh, oh, the text message of the day coming up. Okay, what does it say? It says, I must admit, I naturally wake up. Just before seven, just to listen to Faith FM, dude. We're, yes. we're high fiving you right now. This we should, we handshake. Should, we should send this person a, uh, a an extra prize. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Every day you listen to Faith <laughs> FM. There you go. Breakfast, breakfast yeah. show. That's that's not just Faith FM. That at seven a.m. That's the breakfast that's show the right breakfast there. Show. Yeah. Just should we read this one again? Write <laughs> <laughs> <Run> it back. <laughs> Uh, and then send between walking the dog and letterboxing for the ministry. I'm in the sun two to three hours per day. Mm, the that's Lord so good. is good. Mm. So got some great text messages there. Uh, oh, here we go. Dear Lyle. Oh, no, <laughs> not that one. 
Oh, oh that's a, okay. That is, okay, this one. Wheat bix wheat bix contains honey, so it isn't vegan. No, wheat bix. Can somebody regular wheat bix do not contain honey? Can somebody run out to the kitchen and have a look on the back of the wheat bix box and see if it contains honey? Get get out. Get out of town. I'm pretty sure but it contains I'm, cane I'm, sugar instead of honey. Yeah, I'm not like... It's not that good for you. I just... Honey would be better. I'm not a huge honey thing. fan. I like maple syrup so much more. So, like, because people... I tell people I'm vegan. They're like, oh, do you eat honey? And then I say no. And then they're, like, really... Like, oh, man, this you guy must even, be... He's, like, full on This hardcore. guy must be hardcore. But in reality, like, I sometimes like eat honey, but I'm just, like, not... I just love maple syrup you'd, heaps more. You'd rather... Tree blood than bee spit. That's right. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me see here. Okay, so another one here says, I must have mild tinnitus or I'm already doing a great job at tuning it out. (laughs) If I concentrate and I know it's there, Mm. the most surreal feeling was one night for some reason, not sure why, everything started sounding weird. Mm. But it wasn't until I realised it was sounding weird because there was no tinnitus noise. Tinnitus. Mm. So I was hearing peace. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, and then on the statues one it says, that is so true, I did a First Nations course as part of my course and I could tell there was anger towards Christianity for how their relatives were treated on missions, uh, which from what I have heard some of those missions did treat them pretty bad. But then on the same note, they are accepting of evolution when it clearly states that Aboriginal people were... when. When evolution clearly states that Aboriginal people were inferior due to them being a lower form on the human evolutionary path, go figure. We can't talk against science, but any failing on Christian Christians is justification to throw it out. Though I'm flattered, we are held to a far higher standard than evolutionary theories. Indeed, we are the individual creation of God. All right, so I've got a long text message here. I'm going to summarize this one in a minute because it is long and uh, we do need to get into our Bible study. Um, and we're going to be back right after this to find out whether Weebix has honey. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so I'm getting a thumbs up. What does that mean? Is it-, it has honey. Weebix has no, honey. No, hold on. Yeah, we, um, we no. Okay, wait. we have a wheat bix box. Bring that's, it into the studio. That's high produce. brand. That's high brand. It doesn't count. What about regular wheat bix? Okay. Of course, high brand's going to have some weird stuff in it because it's high brand. High brand is oh, the worst. It's healthy. <laughs> Probably because that's honey in it. It's, an, it's a health food. Okay, so there's a long there's a long text message here. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it, it's very long. It's a good text message, very very solid text message, and it's talking essentially about the Great Reset and plans for the Great Reset that go back a very very okay, long way. Okay, one second, just yes, one second. Yes, yes. Regular wheat bix do not have honey in them. Mm. That is the truth. They put honey in the high brand ones because they're gross. Okay, but you need to eat the high brand ones then because they're better for you. No, they're not. Is honey, well, better, is honey better for you than cane sugar or or is it better for you than maple syrup? But this, is a, this is an interesting question that we need to solve one day. I think sugar is just sugar yeah. at the end of the day. That's right. Well, well then there's like there's Anything glucose. High brown also has cane sugar in it. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's got both. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh, producer Seal coming through for us right there. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the Great Reset. Okay, yes, yes. Um, and so it's a, it's a fairly long text message. It details a whole bunch of information in relationship to the Great Reset that goes back at least 50 years mm-hmm. uh, where uh, the Great Reset has been planning. Of course, the Great Reset involves uh, resetting the economy, re- resetting the population of the earth, resetting the environment. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of different aspects to it that we don't have time to go into this morning. And uh, here's my position on these kinds of stories. I'm just going to make this very plain. There are three kinds of stories that we can talk about. Things that we know will happen, things that have happened, Mm -hmm. and things that may happen. And within the category of things that may happen, you've got things that are highly likely, likely to unlikely, but may happen. Mm. Okay, so here's, here's the things that we know will happen. Those things that, that the Bible says. Yes. So does the Bible say that there will be economic collapse just before the return of Jesus? Yes. Yes, it does. So we know that will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that have happened. Have we had COVID? Yes, we have had COVID. Yep. Okay, so that's something that has happened. So we've got things that will happen. We've got things that have happened. And then we've got things that may happen. The Great Reset comes in as a part of that. Yes, they have been planning it for a very long time. Yes, they are well down the path of their plans. What we need to recognise is that ultimately God is in control Mm. and when it comes to the plans that human beings make, we can look at it and say, this is likely. We can even say, this is highly likely. We can say, if we want, this is unlikely. Unlikely. I don't think I would go there, but we could say that. What we need to be careful is not confusing things that will happen with things that may happen. Yeah, totally. So what we know is that will happen is uh, global financial Mm -hmm. collapse. The mechanism behind that could be the Great Reset. But my point is this. It could be something else. Mm -hmm. It could be something different. This is something that we don't know. We do know what the Bible says. We do know what has happened in history. How the mechanism by what the Bible says, how that comes about, we will know once it happens. Yeah, that's right. I think because a lot of people were talking about the the great economic reset yeah. happening within 2020. Uh, well, they were giving dates for it. They were like, oh, no, it's definitely going to happen because now we have conditions that will allow it to happen. And, and, then, and then the date was reset. Yeah, the Great Reset was the resetting of the date. <laughs> the greatest reset of all time. <laughs> and then, and then, because that got embarrassing, then everybody just sort of stopped talking about specific dates for it. That's right. Mm. And yes, the, we were reporting on what they were saying and what they were claiming. But once again, when they say it, that's not something that will happen. That's something that could happen. Mm-hmm. When the Bible says it, that's something that will happen. And we just, you know, we need to be careful in how we present the news that we differentiate between those three. Mm. Uh, And when things do happen, we can present on it as this has happened. It is a sign of the times. Mm. And we can definitely identify in our world, you know, our world heading towards a particular outcome. Yes. Uh, and, And even like that outcome being according with what God has said will happen. You know, that's our entire perspective on the side of the time. It's like, oh, okay, all these things are happening, which means that the second coming will happen soon. Oh, I'm getting people. I'll get some, some uh, 
here we go. The Great Reset is about no man can buy or sell, and that will happen. Oh. Again, the dates are given by the World Economic Forum. Exactly. This is what will happen. Mm-hmm. No man can buy or sell. Mm-hmm. That will happen. Mm-hmm. Is the Great Reset the mechanism why, by which that will happen? Likely. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be a different mechanism. Mm-hmm. What we do know will happen is no man will buy and sell. Yeah, that's right. It could be me. I could be, I could be the one. Just, <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> just when we were having a serious conversation about Bible prophecy, <laughs> uh, I will be the great reset. Yeah. Okay. So what we need to be, what we, and, and this is one of the things during COVID, and and people called me out on this a few times during COVID, mm. where uh, they said this and this and this will happen, and I'm like, no, this and this and this may happen. Mm. And then it did happen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, see? I'm like, well, now we can, we can talk about it because it has now it, happened. It actually happened, yeah. The Bible didn't say how COVID would progress. The Bible didn't even mention COVID. The Bible mentions pestilences, diseases, mm-hmm. as being a sign that Jesus was going to come back. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we know will happen. Diseases yes. are going to have a massive impact on our world just before the return of Christ. Okay, um, let me see here. Let me, let me see. Let me go back here. This is a good discussion, this is just guys. the text message is, show right now. Yeah, it's, Welcome it's, to the breakfast text message show on Faith FM. It is. It is. 100% agree. Um, brilliant for well-being. Vitamin D is so important for our health, particularly our immune system. Mm. Vital for making our muscles work and gives us energy. It's actually a hormone. If you feel down... Uh, go to a nursing home and take an elderly person out for a walk or in a wheelchair. So many do not get enough vitamin D, hence increases their depression and sleep disorders. Plus, you will feel good knowing you're making a difference for someone's day. That's amazing. <sighs> That's from That one's from Paula. A, shout out, Paula. I, I'm, I think I actually have to take text message off of the day of the day, off of the person that we gave it to for waking up at 7 a.m. to listen yeah, to the record Yeah, just show. praising us. <laughs> yeah, and I have to give it to Paula. Yeah. I have to give it to Paula for that one. That mm. is just epic. Bible study time. John 14. Man, I'm already here. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. Verse 14. Go. Verse, John 14 and verse 14, the Bible says, Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. There you go. Ask anything. What would you like to ask for today, Lawson? Uh, <laughs> what, would your, what would your greedy self like to ask for today? <laughs> My greedy self. Um, uh, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is hard to not feel blasphemous, to be honest. But I don't know. I just Okay, let me tell you what my greedy self uh-huh. would like to ask for today. Uh-huh. My greedy self would like to ask for a mansion. A mansion. Now, my mansion is not a big house. Uh-huh. It's just a nice house with an amazing view in the country uh-huh. with view of the water uh-huh. and no neighbours that I can see and a massive shed out the back uh-huh. full of all kinds of tools, mm-hmm. like just you name it. And toys. Kind of tools and tools and toys. and mm-hmm. Okay, so, 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 so uh-huh. my greedy self wants to ask for a mansion today. Uh-huh. Oh, guess what? Uh, go to... A few verses back. Uh, just, just because, you... because the question is this. If I ask for that, will God give it to me? Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got mine. Okay, uh, okay, okay, mine is me. a faster metabolism. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so I... So it can look like me. So I can 
eat dinner again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my greedy self. My greedy self says, Jesus says, okay, you can ask for anything you want. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. I'll have a mansion, thanks. Mm. Uh, if we go back a couple of verses, what did it say? In- First, I'm going to read this in my translation because I just know yours is going to mess it up. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a mansion for you. Mm. So there you go. God says, ask anything in my name and I will give it to you. He has already promised that he's going to give me exactly what I want. That's powerful. Just not now. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because right now I have a sinful nature mm-hmm. and you give me what I want right now. And my sinful nature will abuse it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a really cool promise that we've got here. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, we're in John chapter fourteen, mm-hmm. where God says, "Ask anything, and I'll give it to you." And we'll read it right after we do the final clue for the quiz. Here we you go. In which book? <laughs> Gives too many people opportunities. In to win which the prize. book is the passage found? His compassions fail not; they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. If you know where that's found, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. It's a bit of a subversive answer, actually. Again, I'll read it. His compassions fail not; they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Of course. I don't know the answer to this one. The basis of, this, I know that I of the sing, hymn. I can sing the hymn yeah. all day long. You know, morning by morning, new mercies I see. Thou failest not, thy compassion. Oh, thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Bang. Yeah. I, I could sing it all day. But where it comes I from. I don't know the answer. It's subversive. Awesome. 0-4-9-1, awesome 0-6-4-6-6-9. Okay. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, John chapter 14, the Bible says if we ask anything in, in God's na- in, in the name of Jesus, he will give it to us. Uh, why is it then, and, and, and I said, no, okay, I'm going to ask for a mansion. Well, actually, he says I'll give you the mansion. Mm. Just not now. Mm-hmm. Why is it that when it comes to this passage here, we can't just go and ask out, ask God for any greedy thing that we want right now? Uh, doesn't doesn't four, verse 14 on itself say that? Because, like... Okay, verse 14. Yes. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. Yes. God is shooting for the moon here. Like, he's he's expecting you to ask for something big. Yes. Do you know, can you even consider and comprehend how small and insignificant a mansion is compared <laughs> to what God is going to give you? And and maybe you think I'm saying, oh, what are you asking? This is such a good point. I, are you asking me to ask God? To, I'm, this isn't prosperity gospel. I'm not saying then. So you need to ask God to be a millionaire or a billionaire. No, God wants you to be saved. Yes. Like, like there is nothing that could stack up. It reminds me of the story of the man who asked God whether he could uh, take a suitcase to heaven. Mm. You heard the story? I've never heard it, but I feel like premise alone, I, I feel like I know the ending, but go for it. So God says to him, no, you can't take a suitcase to heaven. Mm-hmm. The guy was like really wealthy, like mm. unbelievably wealthy, mm. like mm. Jeff Bezos wealthy. Mm. And God's like, no, you can't take a suitcase to heaven. Nobody gets to bring anything to heaven. Mm. But he was got really sad and he pled and he pled and he pled and he pled with God and God's like, okay, all right, one suitcase. We'll let you bring one suitcase to heaven. This is obviously 
a parable. Yeah. And so <clears throat> he thinks about it for a while. He's like, okay, what can I do now? Um, how can I, how can I, what can I get? Into? I'm going to get to take one suitcase. Oh, he what didn't even have it? anything in mind. He just really wanted to bring a suitcase. Well, he wanted to bring a bunch of stuff initially. And then God eventually just said, you can bring one suitcase. And like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. I'll be happy with one suitcase. And so then what he did was that he got all of his wealth and he turned it into gold bars mm. and packed his suitcase with gold bars, so a pretty heavy suitcase. Mm. Uh, but he rocks up at the pearly gates with his suitcase full of gold bars and St. Peter's the pearly gates and St. Peter's very clearly a parable. Um, St. Peter's like, you can't bring anything in here. Nobody gets to bring anything to heaven. And the guy's like, no, 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 I've got special dispensation. So St. Peter goes away and asks him, like, he comes back and he's like, well, apparently you do have a special dispensation to bring one suitcase into heaven. He says, what have you got in there anyway? So um, he opens up his suitcase, super excited about it, says, just check this out, opens the suitcase full of gold bars. Uh-huh. St. Peter's like, why would you bring paving stones up here? <laughs> You know, it's a kind of a little bit of a funny, That's a funny awesome. parable and a funny joke, but it really does illustrate the point where God says, "Ask anything in my name, I'll give it to you." And we turn around and ask for a mansion, and He's like, "That's lame." <laughs> yeah, I-, I was going to give you something big, and you asked for that. Yeah, and and it's like, oh well, if it's small, then why doesn't God just give it to me? It's like because how in any way does that enable you to know God and to be saved? Exactly, absolutely, mm. and. The long and the short of it is us being human beings. We know that it would probably corrupt us and be not mm. a good idea if God did that anyway, mm. and so he doesn't do that. Okay, there's another key to this verse right here, and that is where it says, ask anything in my name. What does name symbolize in the Bible? Uh, his character. So when he says, ask anything in my name, this is a qualifying statement. Mm. It's not just an open slather ask for anything statement. Mm. It's qualifying Ask anything in my character, mm. and I will give it to you. Yeah, if you're seeking justice, righteousness, mercy, long-suffering, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. Is is greed a part of God's character? No. So if we ask anything with greed in our mind, does it qualify? No. Does it count? No, it's disqualified by the qualifying statement. Mm. So this is where a lot of people... You know, they read this passage like, well, you know, I've tried this and God never gave me a Ferrari, so therefore uh, God doesn't exist and I'm not going to walk with God anymore because he said ask for anything and I asked for anything. No. Yeah, he that's says, a contradiction. Anything. Like He says ask anything <laughs> in my name. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. Let's go back to the beginning of the passage here and why don't you read for us the first four verses of John 14. It says, don't let your hearts be in trouble. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to pre- ple- that I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. Okay, this is one of the most famous passages that there is in the Bible. Mm. And uh, it really does outline for us what God is planning for. It's a very personal verse mm. uh, because the Bible says, you know, I'm going to heaven to prepare a place for you in heaven. Mm. And when it says prepare a place for you, mm. I like the fact that it doesn't say you all. Mm. It says you. Mm-hmm. Because when he says you, that's a way of speaking to the individual 
while speaking to the masses. Mm. And so, you know, you and I can do this on radio. We can address the listener Mm -hmm. and we can talk to you, the listener. Mm -hmm. And yet 40,000 people are you, the listener. Mm -hmm. But when I talk to you, the listener, it's much more personal than if I say to all of our listeners out there. Mm -hmm. It's a very different way of communicating. And Jesus doesn't come across in this passage with, you know, all of the readers of this verse. Mm -hmm. He says, you. Mm -hmm. I go to prepare a place for you. Yeah. And uh, what that tells me is that God has an intensely personal interest in us. Yes. As an individual. And, you know, I like to think about this because there are so many different, you know, likes and dislikes that people have and... God has created us in such a way that, you know, different people have a different taste. You know, some people like things that look modern. Some people like things that look rustic. Some people like things that look country. Some people like things that look postmodern. Some people like, you know, every different design in between. Brutalism. Br- yeah. I want my house to be a concrete slab. <laughs> God says he's going to create a place for you. Mm. He is individually designing it for you because he knows you as an individual. Mm. That's really special. And then he goes on, he says, and and, and the way you know. Uh, Keep keep reading there. Just finish this, um, this little section out for us. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas says. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Yeah, powerful statement by Jesus Christ right there where he says, you've known the father, you've seen the father because I have shown the father to you. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We will now make our way through some of the answers for our questions today. And they were, firstly, who dreamed of seven healthy cows being eaten by seven malnourished cows? That was Pharaoh. Who was Uzzah? Who was Uzzah with when he died? It was Ahio. Ahio. Uh, The next one, complete the verse. The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Which book of the Bible immediately follows Hebrews? That would be the book of James. And finally, in which book is the passage found? His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That is from the book of Lamentations. But right now it is time for... Question of the Day. Wouldn't David, this comes in from Karen, she asks, wouldn't David have known Bathsheba before he seen her on the rooftop since Uriah was his friend? Yeah, it's a very interesting question here. If you go to, uh, let me see here, First Chronicles chapter 11, the Bible talks about when David was at Hebron and the nation of Israel was united. And so up until this particular point, it had been divided. There was civil war. The Israelites were followers of Saul and the descendants of Saul, and the Jews were a follower of David, and they had been fighting against each other. Uh, And this civil war lasted for a very, very long time until eventually they reached the point where they're like, no, this is silly, this is ridiculous, let's form one nation together. And so the Israelites and the Jews joined together. Uh, The Bible says in verse 1, Then all Israel gathered themselves to David under Hebron, saying, Behold, we are bone... We are your bone and your flesh. And moreover, in time past, when Saul was king, uh, 
you went out and led and brought in Israel and the Lord your God said unto you, you shall feed my people Israel and you shall be ruler over my people Israel. So they come down and they're like, yep, okay, we understand it, we get it. You are a great warrior and God has anointed you to be king over Israel. Um, therefore, the Bible says, therefore came all the elders of Israel to the king to Hebron and David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord and they anointed David king over Israel according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And the Bible goes on and it talks about, you know, how David went out from there and he captures the city of Jerusalem. David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, you won't come here. David, Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which is the city of David. And David said, whoever smites the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Job, the son of Zariah, went first and was chief. He actually climbed up the uh, sewage system. Got into the city. And David lived in the castle, therefore they called it the city of David. And David grew greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. And then it goes on to talk about David's greatness. It says, These also are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And it goes on to make a list here of David's mighty men. Mm. Now, the way that we need to understand how things operated in the past, in the era in which David ruled over Israel, kings did not have standing armies. Mm-hmm. They had population. And the population, when it was time to go to war, would be, re- would be recruited uh, by the king to go to war. And the way that you went to war is you would make your own weapons, you would bring your own supplies, so you might bring a cow or a sheep or whatever with you, uh, to travel with you, so you you provided your own weapons and your own supplies, and you went to war. And if you had any training, any military training at all, it would be military training that you provided for yourself. You might to get together with some of your other villagers or nearby farmers, and say, you know, let's meet once a week or once a month, whatever, to practice fighting. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that never happened, and as a result of that, you had very very few professional warriors. However, kings in those days would have what was called what we might call a house guard. And the house guard would be made up of a small group of extremely highly trained elite professional warriors who had been proven in battle over and over and over again. These were men who had an innate an innate ability in warfare in hand-to-hand combat. And the Bible goes on to list them right here. There's 30 of them that David has. When you go down to verse 41, it lists Uriah the Hittite as being one of David's house guards, his elite soldiers. Uh, these were the best of the best. And so, yes, David would have known Bathsheba. It would have been impossible not to know Bathsheba when somebody who is that close to you and is so integral to the palace is a is is getting married. Mm. You're going to know who that is. Uh, this is not going to be the first time that he's ever laid eyes on Bathsheba, but it is the first time that he decides to sin with Bathsheba, mm. and that is another terrible story for another day. But yes, he would definitely have known. It would be extremely unlikely if he had have not known Bathsheba previous to this particular point. Don't forget to spend some time reading and studying your Bible for yourself today as well as joining us here on Faith FM. Of course, Tazzy Encounters comes up after the breakfast show, so stay tuned for that. Right now, don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you today.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.